Ten years after the surprisingly great reboot, the Dead Eights are back in Evil Dead Rise. The action has moved from the cabin in the woods to an apartment in the city, where a single mother of three is taken by the dead. Does this one go for the laughs of the original trilogy, the unrelenting brutality of the 2013 film, or something new entirely? Let's find out. Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tim. Hey, come get some. <laughs> Alright, okay. Very jovial. Uh, we're here today to talk about Evil Dead Rise. That's right, we mm. snuck in another recording even though Tim's still technically on paternity leave. Um, <laughs> he will not be back full time for, me mm. uh, well, many months, but certainly a few months. Uh, <laughs> but, much like Scream 6, we have snuck in a little extra recording for Evil Dead Rise. I mean, you try to keep me from going to see a new Evil Dead movie. Yeah, somehow you saw this release day, which is very impressive with a, a newborn <laughs> around the house. Uh, let's just say there's a couple of pillows under some blankets and a little recording <laughs> of me snoozing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> very good um so yeah obviously we've done all the previous evil dead movies we did them a couple of years ago <laughs> and uh evil dead as a franchise is notorious we did the tv show too when it was coming out oh we did i think we did that first thing we, we did that before the we did the movies oh, well. uh but we obviously the evil dead like is shockingly high quality as a franchise goes <laughs> Like, there's no bad entries, you know, they're all good in different ways. I mean, everyone will have a different favourite and what one they prefer. Mm -hmm. um, my favourite's actually Evil Dead 2013, uh, yours is uh, Evil Dead 2, but, mm -hmm. you know, everyone, you know, I, like, none of them are without merit. They all have something to offer. So, mm -hmm. you know, getting into Evil Dead Rise, it's like, well, this has got a lot on its shoulders then, because how do you, how do you live up to that? But the early buzz was actually quite promising, and it seemed like maybe we'd get a fifth Evil Dead that was still worth, you know, going to see and talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, so, of course, we'll start spoiler-free, as we always do. We'll give you warning before we get into spoilers. And the premise of this Evil Dead movie is pretty simple. Uh, it's set in a, an apartment building, you know, a, a high-rise, and there's only a certain amount of people left because it's getting torn down soon. But we have our main family... And the mother is the one who becomes the dead eight, and that's it. That's the setup. Like there you go. So you've got you've got three kids, and you've got like the uh, the the mum's sister, the aunt character, who kind of is the main character of the movie. Uh, has to protect the kids and try and deal with all the evil dead antics. Uh, but that's it. I can just leave it there. We'll we'll get into obviously more of it when we get to spoilers. But the big question is, Tim, how did you <laughs> feel about Evil Dead Rise? <clears throat> uh peter are, are you familiar with the the stand-up comedian uh dimitri martin no okay he's uh he uh, and i don't know if he's done much lately but uh, he you know he was somewhat popular like in the uh kind of mid early-ish 2000s um he has this joke um which uh i'll kind of paraphrase but basically the setup is um uh oh uh you know graffiti is is always very passionate you know it's always like bush sucks or u2 rules 
Uh, and then the punchline is, uh, you know, he says, uh, I'd like to see some like indifferent uh, graffiti, you know, like I'd like to make some that just says Toy Story 2 is OK. Um, that's kind of how I feel <laughs> uh, about Evil Dead Rise. Like, I just I just kind of imagine like spray painting it on a bridge like Evil Dead Rise was OK. It's uh, it's just completely fine. Um yeah, it's uh, if this was a movie by any other name, like if it was just called Scary Apartment, I probably would have been like, oh, wow. You know what? This uh, this scary apartment kind of came out of nowhere. That's uh, not too bad. But uh, as such, it, you know, that's the, not the, the case. The scary apartment snuck up on you, did it? Um, but no, I mean, you know, this is, uh, you know, we're living in the era of IP, uh, and you know, so we, you know, we can't really just look at these, um, you know, by themselves, you know, it, you know, if, if we're looking at something that's part of the franchise, I kind of have to measure it as to, as to, you know, if it's living up to the franchise, if it, uh, is the kind of movie that I think, you know, belongs to this franchise. And, um, yeah, the, the problem with it is <clears throat> it doesn't really... I, I feel like go all the way uh, for what I want for an Evil Dead movie. Like, obviously, uh, I you know the kind of original trilogy is so very much, uh, you know the the Bruce Campbell show. But you know we're we're past that. You know I I know we're not gonna you know be coming back to that. So you, you know you have to let Bruce go, and and you know without him you gotta think like okay well what is Evil Dead? Is it a franchise about these books uh like what is kind of the, the the tone and stuff are we going for and i think there's like a couple different ways uh that you can do evil dead stuff um you have like the early movie uh you know which i i, I think is very like you know uh creepy and um you know has like a lot of like good gore and, and that kind of stuff uh and i feel like you know the 2013 movie just kind of took that and amped it up all the way and uh, I feel like that kind of set a precedent, uh, precedent uh, for it as being like, you know, a very intense kind of shocking, very bloody, gruesome uh, franchise, which um, I, I feel like this is, you know, trying to ape a little bit more than the other entries. Uh, but then you also have like, you know, Evil Dead 2, I, you know, I think is very much known for being, you know, this kind of darkly, you know, mix of humor and, um, you know, violence and, and gore and stuff. So it has this kind of manic goofiness to it and i i can see this movie trying to incorporate all those kind of stuffs but it all just feels kind of half-assed and not really going all the way like it doesn't feel as manic or you know funny as evil dead 2 and you know it doesn't feel as intense or um you know like um making me wince uh as much as like the 2013 movie um what is this i just got an error message about adobe creative cloud does that have anything to do with? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. All right. I just want to make sure that's not going to mess up the recording. Um, uh, just as long as just the, the the sound wave still appearing, you're good. But it's, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, that. yeah you're, you're okay. Fine. Uh, so essentially, Such an uh, old man. <laughs> uh, so I guess to wrap up my point, uh, I probably sound like I'm, I'm being a little negative. Like, you know, the characters are fine. Uh, yeah, there's some good set pieces. Uh, there's some good like gore. Uh. And, you know, they make, you know, some good uses of uh, the setting, which um, I do like the premise and I like the setting. I think if you are going to you know do something with this franchise, taking it to places it's never been before and exploring that uh, is a really good idea. I wish they would have explored it a little more in this, which I guess, you know, we'll, we'll get to a little later. But 
Um, yeah, you know, it's maybe I'm being a little negative, but it, it's just ultimately I came away from this just feeling like, you know, like normally when I watch an Evil Dead movie, I'm like pumped after. I'm like, yes, like, oh, my God, that rule. That is exactly what I wanted. This is more like I, you know, I, I didn't hate it, but I just kind of came out of it going like, OK, that, that was fine. Was, <laughs> all right. <laughs> OK, well, that's a lot to take in. Um do you need a minute? Do you want to? <laughs> I honestly, I I was expecting you to be a bit more, a bit more positive than that. Mm-hmm. I I, I kind of felt like you were going to come in here, uh, I don't know, chomping at the bit, uh, <laughs> ready to you know talk about how how much you loved it and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. so it's surprising to me that I actually liked this more than you did. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was quite good. I didn't like it as much as twenty thirteen uh 2013 mm-hmm. is still my favorite and not that it's a second necessarily but i think it's the easy one to compare it to because of the, the two modern non-bruce right. campbell sam raimi movies you know they're the this new era even though they're 10 years apart they still feel kind of mm-hmm. connected in a weird way uh and there are some spoilery things i want to talk about that i do think connects all the movies bizarrely uh it's not it's not a big thing but there's a little bit of connective tissue that i think is worth sure. discussing mm-hmm. but um yeah, I liked I liked the uh, setting. I liked the high rise building. I thought it made for a different kind of vibe. I thought the characters were relatively solid. I thought like, you know, twenty thirteen I think is the better movie because it has the better gore. That this has fine gore and it has fine like scenes of like violence and stuff. Like it's going for that kind mm-hmm. of visceral violence. I don't think those elements are as good as twenty thirteen. Um, exactly but one of the things that i would say about it though is that i think 2013 outside of jane levi i wouldn't say the characters are that remarkable here mm-hmm. i think um the family unit like the kids are a bit more memorable and they feel like they bounce off each other they have a bit of chemistry there's a bit That's more true. of a like a team camaraderie to them uh that makes them feel kind of vulnerable uh and also like this is the first time that we've really had like deadites coming after kids which does feel That's different yeah. it feels a bit more dangerous and whatnot uh yeah. I, there's a, a supporting cast of characters in the building that it kind of uses in an interesting way which again we can't really talk about till spoilers mm-hmm. but i thought that was there was an interesting sort of you know like they're building up these different neighbors that are still in the building and like how, how we kind of use them throughout the story i thought was was was, mm-hmm. was good um, and then the thing that I really liked about it, actually, is something that oh. the last movie also did, is that it sort of put its own slice of mythology into it, um, sure. and it made for kind of an interesting third act, which I don't want to even allude to what I'm talking about, but I, I really I, like that. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll say I know what you're talking about, and I, I do agree that I like that part quite a bit. I, I thought that was really cool. Because that's something Evil Dead 2013 also did this thing where it kind of added its own little bit of the mythology onto it, where mm-hmm. the Deadite stuff is building up to something, and then that sort of is mm-hmm. what, how that movie kind of wraps up. Is it's like, oh no, it was all about leading to this, and I always thought that was a really cool addition because it gave it a bit more purpose, and it's sort of almost like a video game was kind of building up to like a final boss in a, in a, a weird yeah. way. Mm-hmm. And I think this actually kind of does its own spin on that same idea, uh, which is pretty cool um much like a dj would spin some records <laughs> i feel like the so yeah the son character um what's his name he's uh danny he i he, so he's a d he's an dj and he's got turntables and speakers and shit and i feel like the only reason they gave him this character trait is because mm-hmm. obviously he's going to have the the, the record to play at one point mm-hmm. and 
well, some people do collect vinyl. Not everyone has a record player in their house anymore. <laughs> so I felt like that was just a, a quick explanation. This is why there's like a, a turntable just at the ready. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, it, it's such a ludicrous notion that um, I, I, I guess maybe, I, I guess I, I won't uh, say exactly what happens. Uh, Keep it in your pants, Tim. Come on. Yeah, it, it's not too spoilery, but I'll just say, uh, yeah, uh, I, I think it is kind of like a funny notion, maybe how um, like the the pages, I, I guess, get read or how the evil gets resurrected in this. Like, it's kind of like silly and goofy, but I I, I kind of liked it. Yeah, I was I was into this. I, I like it. You know, it's it's, it's difficult to kind of you know, do a ranking of the franchise and slot it in. I mean, it sounds like for you, this is probably just last place. It it is, but like I feel like that that makes it sound like I hated it. Like I I didn't hate it. It's just like, you know, all the other ones for me are like you know they're almost all tens. You know, and then this <laughs> like I won't get into my score, but I mean obviously it's not like this is a zero or anything. Like you know, it's just like it, it's hard to compare the other ones because I love them so much. It's uh, and again I'm just saying like it's fine. <laughs> you know, it I I thought it was okay I, I definitely didn't hate it like there were parts that i really liked about it but then it just feels like one of those things where it's like well for every part that i really liked there's also a little part that i'm like eh, there was, the, there was def- definitely little things that i wasn't as into it's, it's not as fully like I can't, i'm not as fully enraptured in it as i was 2013 but yeah. uh, but i will say though I, this is not my least favorite of the franchise <laughs> it's not bomb well, which is not an insult uh, to the thing that I'm going to say is bomb because I think the standard's mm-hmm. very high, but it's not bomb. Yeah, uh, and then I I think another you know interesting lens to look at this uh, as well is you know the fact that this was supposed to come out last year on HBO, and you know I I feel like it probably would have been a you know a different viewing experience if you know we watched it last year you know streaming and not really knowing much about it versus, you know, uh, then kind of taking it away. And, you know, pres- and presumably, you know, the reason was because, oh, no, like, we're actually going to save this for theaters because it's, like, so good and getting such good, like, audience reaction and stuff. And then, you know, we had, like, months and months of, like, you know, build up and hype. And, yeah, you're hearing, like, all this, like, you know, uh, these good reviews and, and all this stuff. So, um you know, again, I I kind of wonder if I would have been a little more positive if this was just you know something that just popped up on HBO Max and you're like, oh wow, this is pretty good for a straight streaming thing versus, you know, just getting really hyped up and then finally seeing it like in theaters, like this, you know, like it's like this big deal thing. I mean, basically, what you're just saying is, is that it was a little overhyped for you. I mean, that's that's ultimately what you're saying with that. I mean, yeah, in some yeah capacity. Because I, I, when I was watching this, at no point did I feel this feels like a streaming, like a straight to streaming mm-hmm. movie. It, it's it's directed like a proper movie. It, it looks good. It has a consistent mm-hmm. style, and you know that's somewhat praise because this director Lee Cronin, I did not like his previous movie that I saw. Uh, Nor did I. Uh, was it the Hole in the Ground? I want to oh, say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I we we were not into that at all. Um, and there's definitely little moments that I can kind of like see a little bit of his tendencies sort of come back in this, mm-hmm. but for the most part, this this had much more engaging characters. It was kind of this interesting, you know, it's set up that okay, the dad's left. Mm-hmm. It's this single mother now with her three kids, um, and they've got their own. Very quickly, you know, the the son's got his DJ thing. Mm-hmm. The the older daughter's kind of uh, 
you know, she goes to protest and she's you know, kind of this uh, progressive teenager. And then, you know, the little sister's this, you know, younger kid who's more innocent and kind of, you know, adorable. And she's there to be the, the ultimate, like, you know, character that's in danger. Yeah, and then she uh, does not at all sound New Zealand, which was great. Um, Wait, what? The, it, <laughs> oh, they they filmed this in New Zealand, uh, and I I thought the 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 little girl you could tell uh, her accent uh, pretty well. <laughs> I thought. Uh, um, I guess I don't think all the actors were New Zealand, though, are they? Uh, I, I think mostly. Uh, I think at least uh the aunt character I think is New Zealand. I don't know if all of them uh, are though. But uh, was I again? <laughs> I feel like I, I had a a more important or interesting uh thing to say, <laughs> but then I got sidetracked with that. Well, I don't uh, know. I oh, can't read your mind, Timmy. Come on. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Uh, oh yeah, I was just gonna say like yeah, they're, they're like a very cool, hip, modern family, but uh. I think they do a good job of like, you know, they don't really like dwell on on stuff too much or have like a bunch of over exposition that's just like, well, mom, since your tattoo business is failing and, uh, you know, since you love giving tattoos and blah, 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 you know, it's like, uh, you know, it, it's not no, really too I, precious about it. It and I think gives they, you enough stuff to understand the characters. And I think the other thing as well is that they all have their thing, but they're also not just solely like, just two dimensionally that thing you know like sure, it'd, be, sure, sure. it'd be very mm-hmm. easy to overdo like the fact that the sun's like any, any dj and stuff but they could really mm-hmm. overdo that they could really overdo the daughter having like all these causes she wants to support instead mm-hmm. it's just like no that's part of who they are but it's not just all they are <laughs> save the deadites <laughs> <laughs> I'm just letting that joke die for a moment, if, if you don't mind. Just gonna let that just go there. Um, so no, I mean, I, obviously, it's. I, I think it also didn't shy away from p- part of what made 2013 work. It definitely tonally feels more similar to that than any of the other ones. And I think one of the things that I could have been worried about is if they were going to lean too much in maybe like more CG style effects. And obviously there's some CG, but um, it still feels like there's a lot of practical makeup effects and things like that. It doesn't feel like it's 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 disregarded like how these movies are made with with how this is done. Yeah, uh, I listened to a couple of podcasts uh, with uh, the director Lee Cronin, and um, yeah, he he seems like a, a pretty like cool guy. He. Uh, he definitely understood the assignment and like, yeah, he you know, mentions that, you know, a big deal about coming on board to the project was making sure that, you know, they can do as much practical stuff uh, as possible, which uh, I mean, honestly, yeah, you kind of want for any movie, but I feel like, yeah, especially an Evil Dead uh, movie, you don't want too much CGI ruining it. No, it, it would take away from it. Uh, you know, obviously, there's either a little bit here or there to help with specific things, but that that's yeah, that's fine, and uh, and I don't really remember like too much about like the, um, like the directing style of uh, a hole in the ground, uh, but um, I I do like you know some of the little you know chops that uh you know he employs like here and there like there's stuff that I don't want to say it's like Raimi esque but like stuff that's kind of like I don't know like oh this feels like yeah like something I I would see like a you know in an Evil Dead movie this. Like, you know, certain, like, close-ups and, and that kind of stuff that, 
Yeah, give it a nice touch. It's a bit more pulpy. I think, you know, Hole in the Ground is mm. a really drab story about, you know, this mother and her kid and yeah. he's slowly becoming possessed or replaced or something. I, I, I don't really remember the plot that way. I much. think it was like a changeling thing. Yeah. yeah but it, it's a slow realisation, her crying and like, oh, what's wrong with my boy? Um, yeah. <laughs> whereas... It, it was it's being, it's very slow and boring, like is what I remember from that movie. And then, uh, yeah, I don't think you could really <laughs> say that about this movie. No, no. I, I think, you know, here... It's it's very much roller coastery in its pacing, you know. It's and it says it's only ninety minutes. It it, it you mm. know it, it sets up and it gives. If anything, it could have done maybe with a little bit more time to just get to know the family. Sure. Uh, but it, it does give you enough. It gives you just enough so that when things start hitting off, there's a bit of context. You care about the fact that the single mother's struggling, and now she's a deadite, mm. and now her kids have to fear her, and they're not going mm. to understand that right away, you know. So. Mm-hmm. all of that was was good and then i think another thing that i would say about this as well and i think evil dead 2013 also had this because evil dead 2013 had the it's all an allegory for like you know uh getting over drugs and addiction and mm-hmm. um what it does to the people around you and all that stuff you know when we reviewed that we spent a lot of time talking about that i think this similarly has this through line throughout where it's all about motherhood and the fear of being a mother and um, the responsibilities and like rising mm. to the occasion because it's now something that you have to like there's a lot of that throughout this and that's like a consistent theme throughout the whole thing well so that's where the rise comes from well i, I guess we could probably give the spoiler warning and start uh talking about the the movie and dead i suppose just quickly i should maybe mention the cast uh uh you know it's just pretty strong the, the mm. main group the, the kids are pretty solid you know, uh, maybe outside no of complaints. the accent slipping on the the young kid, uh, <laughs> it, you know, like they're, they're okay, fine. I give her a break. I mean, she's like a young kid, so yeah. that was kind of funny. <laughs> but no, I mean, they're they're all solid enough and likable enough. Um, and then obviously, yeah. Beth, who is very much the lead character, played by Lily Sullivan, uh, she has to kind of you know carry her lion's share of the of the drama. But then you know, alternatively, Ellie, the mother who becomes the deadite, like. She has to obviously do the mother stuff early on, but when once she becomes the deadite, it's this more mm. over the top performance. Um, if anything, she may be the most. I mean, I mean, I know there's a lot of Linda and stuff in like the, the the early ones, and mm. uh, I think it's the sister Cheryl who's the the main deadite, the first one for a lot of it. But I mm. feel like this one maybe makes her like the sole like focus of like the deadite side of things. You know, like she feels mm. like. Like, we're always seeing her. There's always a consistent performance from her, and she's always this main threat that's sort of looming and coming and is the danger throughout. And we see her, you know, you see it in the trailer when she's looking through the the key or the, the peephole and she's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, saying, open the door for mommy and things like that. Like, there's a lot of that stuff throughout. So there's there's definitely a lot to the performance of her being a deadite, you know, so. Um, and she, yeah, like, I definitely didn't have a problem with her. She's great, like, really feels like you know just loses herself in the role like uh yeah <laughs> a very good performance yeah so no the movie's very good uh in terms of for some reason i'm feeling a bit harsh on it but <laughs> i would say the movie's very good uh <laughs> not quite fun. not quite amazing but very good yeah uh I, it as a regular movie yes very good as when you have to <laughs> you know call it an evil dead movie it's it's lacking <laughs> a bit for it's, me. <laughs> it's better than Army of Darkness. I'm sorry, Tim. It's going to happen. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I disagree. But 
I'm afraid I'm just going to have to break it to you. Uh, so, mm. yeah, spoilers then from this point on for Evil Dead Rise, you have been warned. Uh, so the movie has like a prologue scene mm-hmm. at a cabin by the lake. Uh, and I was not expecting this because because at the end of the scene, you know, we'll talk about what happens in it, but at the end of it, it says one day la- earlier and it mm-hmm. flashes back and the whole movie takes place a day before this. And mm-hmm. this, like, I guess it's obviously the reason why this exists is because they wanted to have, like, a showcase at the start of saying, hey, we're going to build up the story after this, but we want to give you a little bit of the Evil Dead stuff first, just so you <laughs> get in the mood. You know, like, here's some mm-hmm. here's some violence, here's some gore, here's some effects, enjoy it, and then you'll, you'll feel comfortable as we set up the main characters after this. But mm-hmm. it did kind of feel weird, because when it gets to the end of the movie, and it has to be like, okay, and this is how it ties in with the rest of the story, it feels mm-hmm. like just... So like the the, <laughs> the the connection at the end of the movie is so like I don't know just weak and whatever. Mm. But I mean the scene at the start itself, I enjoyed the like what happens in it. Me too. Yeah, I I, I thought it was a pretty strong opening. Um, yeah, like uh, story wise, I I mean I I agree. It is like very weirdly loosely connected and yeah. Um, to the point where it, yeah it is a little bit distracting because yeah every now and again in the movie i'd be like oh wait a minute yeah how is this going to like uh end up coming back to that i mean i never really thought about it during the movie it was just at the end when it actually did it you know when it actually showed this character and yeah. like how she connects to like the, the opening bit i was like oh yeah we have to do this i guess it, it feels like an afterthought now because it doesn't really matter but uh yeah. Yeah, it's just the dead eight stuff spread to another group <laughs> through this one much. woman. Uh, but yeah, basically there's these two characters and like one mentions, mentions that the other girl's sick and her asshole boyfriend's like, I don't know what the hell's wrong with her. She can sleep it off and he's just wanting to play with his drone. <laughs> and they do a little fake out here actually where we get like the classic evil dead shot going through the uh, the forest and it's like the, the, the opening titles are playing as it's doing it. <laughs> But then the, the little reveal at the end is when it goes, it goes up to like a, the the woman we see, the character that ends up being like, sort of the lead of this little mini film at the start, uh, is that this is actually a drone that the, the asshole boyfriend's flying around. He's, he's actually controlling this camera. <laughs> That's a fun little little trick. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you like the sort yeah. of the, the flashy opening titles as it was flying through the forest and we're going past the titles? Um, I, I don't know. It's... It, it felt like a little like I don't know like video gamey or, or something mm. <laughs> to me like uh, I, I, I think a lot of this movie feels a little bit video gamey to me and not in a bad yeah. way necessarily <laughs> but it's hard not to think of the ending as like a, a video game boss absolutely yeah yeah no, I, I that, but no I, I mean that's all right I uh, you know I I thought this opening scene was you know pretty entertaining I like the um, you know the it, it looked really nice i mean part of me was like oh jesus i would love to <laughs> spend a weekend here this looks like a nice place like i love uh i don't know the cabin just looked weird like there was like already this kind of off-putting like kind of creepiness to it just because i don't know it, it's not like something i'm uh used to seeing and it does did feel like pre- very isolated and then yeah, uh, I, we should point out this is not the cabin from yeah evil mm-hmm. dead this is just that you know it's just a, it's just it's a very different shape it's just a cabin by the the lake and then like uh, I, I thought it was like uh you know it felt like a very classic evil dead scene when she it, you know was trying to comfort I, I think she said it was her cousin 
Um, so you have this kind of like um, nerdy bookworm uh, kind of girl who uh, came out with here with, with her cousin, who is like the possessed woman. And then like, you know, she's just lying on her bed and then uh, she's reading Wuthering Heights. And then, you know, as she's reading, um, you know, the cousin starts reciting, uh, you know, the passages from the, the book uh, on the, like, the exact page that she's reading that. And like, you know, that felt very reminiscent of like the first Evil Dead uh, when uh, I, I think it was Cheryl uh, that's like, you know, uh, guessing all the card numbers. Uh, you know when they're flipping them over uh and i, I kind of like the direction too because it was like doing like these zoom zoom ins on like the lines of text uh so that was all very uh effective uh for me and then you get a nice little scalping <laughs> at, at the start of it oh i came back just for the scalping today uh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah this was kind of uh, this was your this was your moment where you realized okay this is how violent we're going to be okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> she just ripped her hair off like it was nothing okay uh but she's not dead because she runs outside and she's like trying to warn the guy. Oh, she's crazy. Mm. She's doing stuff and she's just like bleeding from the head and she looks, yeah, <laughs> you know, all weird. And there's like a bit of foreshadowing earlier where he said, "Oh, like, because uh, she, because she was like, oh, you're gonna like kill me when that if that drone hit my oh, face." Yeah. And he's like, "Ah, oh, no, it's, it's not strong enough to kill you. You would just mangle your face a bit." So sure enough, the uh, mm. the deadite like has it fly into him. It's it's uh, all mm. all very entertaining. Um, and then uh, I I really love the you know uh, when she she goes into the water and then like just rises up and as she rises the title you know appears in the background too which uh, I, I thought that was just a really neat visual yeah almost like the letters of the title are like you know hundreds of feet high in the, in the yeah. distance yeah <laughs> uh, no I mean it's a flashy little opening on its own um, and then we we skip ahead and we're introduced to Beth who is described as a guitar technician. Uh, what's funny is that her sister, there's a running thing in the movie where her sister like belittles her job by calling her a grippy. And she keeps mm. saying, I'm not a grippy. I, I mean, I wouldn't call her a technician. I would have said she's like a roadie, but it sounds of it to me. Sure. Because uh, mm. she's the one, because yeah, it's, it's a proper job. People have to like, you know, set up all the band's equipment and maintain it and check it and all your usual shit. Mm. Like that's, that's, that's the thing that's done. Makes sense. Mm. Um, but she's kind of looked down on for it. But she's taking a pregnancy test, and that sets up that she's, you know... And we never, like, even get an idea of who the father might be. It's, like, it's irrelevant to the movie. It doesn't matter. I think we know. Maybe uh, someone who's a little groovy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think she ran into Ash in his late 60s? And had a, had a, a little fling? Uh, that's my head cannon. That's your head cannon. All right. Mm. Uh, and we're just the family, and you know, we get the the, you know, the chaos of the, the three kids where, you know, one's shouting at the other one and, like, not doing what the mum's saying. The little girl's playing with the scissors. <laughs> you know, like, just, you know, all, all the chaos of, like, the family life. There's some good setup with stuff like, yeah, like, the scissors, you know, that'll come back, and then, you the know. Tattoo, the tattoo, uh, gun, or whatever you call mm -hmm. it. Yeah, uh, and the, uh, the little girl has this, like, doll head on, a, like, a stick... <laughs> Thing. Uh, I forget what she calls it. Mm -hmm. um, yes, that's coming back up later too. That becomes a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the kids get sent for pizza after Beth mm. shows up, right? And you know, obviously it's raining, so there's a lot of nice atmosphere here. It's like you know, coming into the shelter in the pouring rain. Uh, you know, 
I was going to crack a joke and say it's meant to be like LA and like this is a lot of rain, but apparently it was raining in LA a lot the last couple of months, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, normally it would be like a little like yeah, it wouldn't feel that believable, but the last couple of like months have actually been crazy <laughs> for rain. <laughs> so fair enough. Uh, so the the big thing here from a, a character point of view is that. Uh, Beth is here to like get advice and talk about being pregnant, but she fi- she actually didn't know that uh, Ellie's husband had left, right? Her sister's husband had left her, and she's like, "Why didn't you tell me?" And the reveal to her is is that she tried to. She called you a couple of times, and she actually listens to the voicemail. She never heard them. She never responded. The idea being that you know it's showing that Beth goes to her sister for help when she's in trouble and needs advice and needs to be taken care of. But when Ellie tried to go to her for like you know, you know, help and support, yeah. she wasn't there for her, right? So there's a bit of a guilt thing set up, and it's you know it's it's kind of tying into that you know Beth feeling she's not ready to be a mother and feeling like mm-hmm. she's not uh, prepared for for that responsibility, and that she's even let her sister down. If she's letting her sister down, how mm-hmm. could she possibly look after a kid? You know, um, yeah. So it's setting up these ideas, and they also talk about how their mother's not that great, and it's like this knock-on effect so you know everything in the movie kind of feeds back into this central theme of uh of motherhood so mm-hmm. that's all very cool uh the kids go to get pizza um and and i i think at some point around this time too they mentioned that the um the building is it being like sold or condemned or yeah, something the... basically everyone has to move out and there's not that many people in it yeah so there's only a handful of neighbors uh there's like one set of kids like this teenage boy comes to the door and that tries to ask uh the older sister bridget uh to like come by because hey we're watching all the freddy movies and the little kid this one time goes even the shitty ones and the teenage guy's like there is no shitty ones and i'm like no listen to the kid he's right there is a couple of shitty ones all right uh technically no there's one shitty one but i wouldn't say the shitty ones mm. Like, oh, wait, actually, I guess if you're including the remake. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, <laughs> if you're including the remake, there's at least two. Okay. <laughs> I just, I, I, yeah, have uh, kind of erased that from my mind, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, maybe five. But, you know, that's. No, yeah. no, no, no. We, I mean, we, we can't relitigate this, but, I mean, we came to the conclusion <laughs> that five is good. No, we did um, not. We came to no such conclusion. How dare you? Yeah, another. Uh, movie about motherhood uh so there you go there's Pass a off. connection Pass off. It is, no, it is, no, it's a dream no, no, child no. it's all about a woman you know uh, about to have a baby um i would love to do a uh a freddy marathon just put it out there for anyone who wants to, uh watch the movies i mean you have to do that with your wife you're married tim <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I could. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've had that part of the relationship, have we? <laughs> she always, she's always busy with that dang baby. <laughs> what a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Okay, so Tim's looking for a Freddy date with anyone who wants to uh, uh, get get in touch. Uh, no, so but that is a it, that is a nice nod because there's always uh, like. You know, in in the uh, earlier movies, it was kind of like a, a back and forth with uh, Wes Craven and Sam Raimi, where mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, would they have 
Was it? It was a nightmare. Obviously, they had like a hills have eyes. Poster it was hills have eyes like, poster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's almost partially. You can see like it's like half ripped, but you can tell what it is if you know what it is. Yeah, yeah. And um, then obviously just, Nightmare on Elm Street. They're watching. Uh, is it Evil Dead? She's watching Nightmare on Elm Street. Must be. I gotta forget. Uh, there's a as a, this Evil Dead reference. Uh, I forget if they're watching it or they're. I think so, I think she's watching. But... Yeah, it must be because Sam Raimi hadn't done anything else big enough to reference yeah. i think it must have been evil death <laughs> um yeah but that's a that's a nice way to have like a nod without just having like the poster or something and then just like redoing it you know yeah it's not gratuitous because the point of the scene is to introduce these neighbors and this is just what they're here mm. to like ask her for it's just you know it's not super in the way um so yeah you, you get that but yeah, there's an earthquake right and uh, mm-hmm. uh they drop the pizza i know you must have been heartbroken uh, well, to be honest, it was a bit messy, but it still looked perfectly edible. I don't know why they didn't just still take it up, but oh yeah, I still would have picked it up. Like the like yeah, maybe like you know the the one or two pieces that were like you know stuck to the roof and had the cheese slide off are not good, but um yeah, the the rest were you know seemed perfectly edible. Um, and of course, this is probably one of the biggest Easter eggs. I don't know if you caught it on the pizza. Oh, I, I you know I forgot what it is, but I noticed it was something. Yes, go on. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, the uh, oh god, I, I I'm like, uh, oh, it was uh, the the name of like the pizza place was all right. So there's two things here <laughs> that's really funny. So the name of the pizza place was Henrietta's Pizza. So obviously, yeah, that yeah, there's a big reference to Henrietta from you know Evil Dead Two. Um, so uh, I I saw that and then uh I. I missed okay. this part. It, was, it wasn't that I was thinking of then. It was I think it was the uh, the wood chipper truck that I'm thinking of then that I noticed. Okay, yeah, the, there's a little yeah, non to that too. Uh, but then, uh, so I I didn't notice when I I watched it in the theater. But then I I heard someone uh say on a podcast that uh that if, if you also if you you know if you're still looking at the pizza box even though it was like real quick, but I guess like you know um it's Henrietta's pizza and then they have like the slogan on it which is come get some mm. which like <laughs> yeah, yeah, makes yeah. It, that makes <laughs> it really funny then because that just means like you know at the end when she has that big line that she's just quoting the pizza it's <laughs> <laughs> really cracking you up I, time you can tell yourself saying that <laughs> i mean it's so i don't know it's so goofy uh i think that's really funny but okay i mean whatever though uh very nice uh fun easter egg yeah what, what was the name of the the like the so so it's there's the neighbor who's introduced and the reference mm. that he's got tools so it's obviously has like gardening truck truck, truck with a wood chipper mm. in it but it's, it's got a chainsaw on the side but there's a name in that as well that i'm sure is a reference it was it was fonda tree service or something like that I, I could have swore I saw like a name that, I, that was like an obvious well, reference. Well, I mean, Bridget Fonda was in uh, Army of Darkness, and like she I was suppose, like the yeah. Linda in the flashback. So it's it's an it's an obscure reference, but it's a little bit of a reference, I would say. Okay, okay, okay. Um, what's what's funny though? I I noticed I didn't notice that though until the end of the movie when they're back in this area. Um, because there was a point where I was thinking in the movie, okay, I feel like there's probably going to be a chainsaw because there's always a chainsaw, <laughs> but where's it coming from? And then obviously you see this truck with a chainsaw on the side and the wood chipper. Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, I guess it'll be in there. They did mention this guy had a truck with tools in it. So mm-hmm. fair enough. You set it up. I can't complain too much. Um, so 
Yeah, obviously the earthquake uh, scares everyone and it makes a big crack. And they mentioned that this building used to be a bank before it got turned into an apartment building, which is a hell of a like a switcheroo because like if this was all offices above a bank mm. before, like converting that into apartments actually does feel like a lot of work. But I kind of loved this because it was very Resident Evil to me. It was... Because you know, in like, oh, yeah. Resident Evil Two, the police station was like converted from a museum, and that's why there's all this weird museumy stuff. Um, yeah. that, this is what this movie. There's actually there's a restaurant. Uh, it's just a chain restaurant, but there's one that I've been to that's uh, converted from a bank. So there's actually like a big vault door at the back of the restaurant, and it doesn't. You know, there's nothing in it. It's but it's just like the vibe of like, oh, there's a big vault door there. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been to a place like that, like uh, in Boston before. I think there was like a bar that was yeah converted from a bank too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it's always kind of fun. Yeah, because it just feels like so out of place. So <coughs> the the the, but, um, the actually like I'm sorry. On you go. On you go. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, just another thing that makes it feel like doubly Resident Evil is that it's like, uh, yeah, it's like a, a bank vault, so it's like yeah converted from something. Uh, but then also it's like. Uh, you know, a bank vault with a bunch of like weird, creepy stuff in it. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, finding the uh, the the research and the, the obviously the book of the dead and mm. uh, you know the vinyl. I mean, and it was stuff. like a straight up coffin, <laughs> which, which I mean, I don't really know exactly how like uh, you know those like uh, whatever like you know your personal lock boxes and stuff work, but I'm like, can you just like straight up put a coffin <laughs> in a bank? Like, I don't know. I don't know if you can... I mean, maybe they have, like, a big one for people who want to put something like that in there, but... Uh, maybe I, if it was, like, the, like like um, a special, like, uh, like bank for the church or something, like, they had, like, their, <laughs> their own special room or something. I don't know. Yeah, so... Yeah, uh, the, the... The brother Danny goes down and he uh, goes snooping and he finds this box of stuff and it looks kind of cool, so he, he takes it up with them, right? And the Necronomicon, when he was looking through, it's got all these, like, sketchy drawings that look kind of violent and bad and his sister uh bridget the older sister is like hey i don't like this you should put that back tomorrow like it's kind of creepy don't and you know what? i want to give him so we were kind of alluding to this earlier but he plays the vinyl and the vinyl's what actually has like the uh the priest who's in all the research documents like he's the one actually reading from the book on the thing so i want to say that this kid well i'd give him a bit of slack because he's he's a teenager so he's maybe he's, it's okay he's a, if he's a little dumb but mm. I want to point out that he's not actually dumb enough to read from the book. He just happens to yeah. play the vinyl without knowing what's on it. And lo and behold, obviously, it, it starts the, the whole thing. You know, that's how the Evil Dead rolls. Yeah. Like, be- before I went and saw this, I watched um, Evil Dead 2 and the 2013 one. And then, uh, while I do like the 2013 one, uh, you know, quite a bit, mm. uh, it is, like, a little silly to me, <laughs> like, the way he just, like, yeah, recites the passages like, from the yeah. book. <laughs> um but yeah i mean i i like the i i like this that it's like it makes sense it's like okay yeah he's like a dj so he's like oh hey cool some old vinyl maybe like there'll be something i like like i understand that mindset of being like oh what if there's like something cool on here I could yeah, sample. Yeah. and then and to his credit like once it starts getting weird he tries to stop it but he can't yeah the, the supernatural forces take take hold and mm-hmm. stop him yeah I, and then the, the recording is kind of funny too like i like i don't remember it verbatim but but it was like just like one guy being like hey like you know maybe we can use this book of the dead and then just everyone like booing him like just like imagine like i don't know someone in church being like hey guys i have found this book and like everyone else just being like oh that's obviously satanic what are you doing <laughs> shut up stop reading from it like 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously this kicks everything off. There's a, there's a detail here. I don't know if it comes up in this scene or it comes up later on when they're talking about the book and the vinyl again. But um, one of the things on the recording is that it mentions that it's one of three volumes. Mm-hmm. And instantly mm-hmm. my brain lit up. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> one of three volumes say... I mean, it's not much of a stretch to say that volume one is from the original trilogy, volume two is the mm-hmm. 2013 movie, and volume three is the one in this movie. That's right, yeah. And, uh, and I believe uh, Lee uh, Cronin um, uh, confirmed that on uh, at least one of the podcasts I was listening to. That's cool, that's cool. <clears throat> and uh, and he, he said basically it went all the way back to Army of Darkness where the scene when you know he goes to the cemetery and there's like three books there. Like ah, that's where okay. he he got the idea. He's like, oh yeah, like that that means that there's three books. Which, and <laughs> I, something that I liked about this is that because you know I, when it was later on in the movie when it started setting up the final monster, if you will, right? I was thinking <laughs> this is interesting. It's doing something different. And for a split second, I was like, but this feels like so different to what it was building up to in the last movie. But then mm. I remembered the one of three volumes, and I went, yeah. What if each book has a different like thing that it's trying to yeah. summon, or a different thing that it's trying to build up to? So all of a sudden I was like, oh, okay, you know what? Each book's got its own thing. Like each book, yeah. they all use deadites. They all have similar kind of powers, but they're mm-hmm. all building to something different. Okay. Yeah, the, very cool idea. Yeah, I like yeah, that. I'm into it. Mythology's uh, starting to cook. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. <laughs> all right. Um, so no, uh, that's, that's cool. So sure enough, uh, the mother, uh, Ellie, gets... Uh, grabbed in the elevator, much like the trees mm-hmm. in the first movie. She gets grabbed by the you know, the wrists and the feet, and mm-hmm. uh, they didn't actually do the you know the you know up the up the wazoo, if you will. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. uh, she she is kind of held in a similar way mm-hmm. as the uh, the force goes into her, um, mm-hmm. and you know it, it makes it super threatening because when she goes back into the apartment and she's acting kind of weird, like no one knows that she'd be scared of her yet, but you're kind of waiting yeah. for that first moment of her because at first she's just kind of like stoic she's quiet she looks sick and hurt but then obviously the creepy stuff starts to happen and she starts acting strange she starts going to hurt people she starts you know jumping up to the ceiling and saying crazy stuff and <laughs> knowing that her sister's pregnant and saying you know you so, so and she, 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 like, it was a couple of days ago i saw it now so i can't remember some of the exact lines but there's a line about her opening her legs <laughs> for someone um talking about that awful thing that's growing inside you, you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, they, obviously the kids all get scared, and uh, it, it really does feel like all hell breaks loose in this apartment. Like, in this one mm. little apartment, there's just all this stuff going on. Um, and she's so hurt that they go to, like, a neighbor to, like... Because they actually think she's dead for a little while. Like, she's sick for a little mm. bit, and then it seems like she dies, and they think she's dead. And they're going to, like get help from the neighbors to take her to the hospital or whatever but mm-hmm. then she, she's dead and it's like oh shit well and then everyone's all morose and like Beth's like worried that she now has to take after you know take, look after three kids and like and all that stuff uh, i'm not sure if this is uh the time that they find out that like obviously you know the elevator is broken and then like uh when they go to like look at the stairs the mm. stairs are all like mutilated and, and uh, you know, very reminiscent of like you know the the bridge. Evil Dead movies with the bridge and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think that's around this this period. Uh, honestly, like a lot of this stuff starts to like fudge together because it is like yeah. so much that happens so quickly, and 
once she actually does like because she does there's a creepy moment where she sort of sits up on the bed and she wakes up and then that's mm. i think when she starts properly attacking everyone and mm. it's actually i think bridget who gets like the, the first like real bad injury she gets the is it a tattoo gun the to the eye she gets gun. yeah but yeah, like, she, at first, like, it's coming towards her eye, and it gets, like, real close, and that's definitely, like, a, ooh, like, a, it makes you wince a, a little yeah. bit, but I, I think she, like, turns out the last second, she just gets it on her cheek. Yeah. Um, you know, and eventually, they're all sort of fighting her back. It, it, you know, it, it, it's back and forth, and it's, like, she's always, like, attacking someone, so there's kind of, like, almost, mm. like, a, a bouncing between going after Beth and after the two older kids. And then mm. until they eventually lock her out of the, the apartment, um, mm. which, you know, like, I think they do a really interesting thing here. So like we mentioned earlier, they, they, they spent, like, the movie building up, like, these other, you know, not in, like, they didn't spend a lot of time on it, but they, they, they set up the, the, the older guy with the tools, they set up this neighbor who's, like, a, just a friendly guy who's kind of younger, and they set up these two, like, this teenage boy and, like, his little brother. So they set up all these, like, sort of side characters who are in the building, right? And they do something very interesting here, which is they actually kill them all off in basically one scene. Um, mm-hmm. And it's this interesting thing. It's after they've locked Beth out of the apartment and they've barricaded the door and they're looking through the peephole, is we see her like, just go after and kill all the other neighbors, but only mm-hmm. from the perspective, pretty much, of the peephole. So we see her sort of walking out of shot, coming back, you know, we hear some screams, like something gets thrown over. Uh, not, like the little kid just gets like thrown against the wall <laughs> yeah i mean we just see a little bit of it because obviously they're mm. trying to fight her for a little bit and we see um she pulls out the younger guy's eye like the the adult guy's oh, yeah. eye mm. and then spits it into the teenager's mouth and he starts to choke mm. on that mm. so yeah another yeah <laughs> call back to <laughs> evil dead 2 yeah fun to be had uh mm. and the old guy brings a shotgun out at one point which becomes a factor later uh when beth yeah. grabs it but yeah there, you know, there is a bit of a time where they're just barricaded in this apartment and they can't do anything there's no phones the power's out they can't go anywhere yeah um so a couple of things well one i i i'm a little mixed because <clears throat> uh, on the one hand i think this like uh the scene through the peephole is i i, I thought it was great like i thought um you know it, it's just very visually it's just very interesting because it's just so much carnage and you're just so focused on this one spot and you're only you know seeing like little bits and pieces of it i thought it looked really cool um so i i don't know so yeah i'll i'll give them props for that but then um this does kind of lead to uh, i guess like a a little bit of a, a complaint that i have uh with the movie as a whole is that you know, it's Evil Dead Rise, and then, like, you know, throughout the, you know, all the time leading up to the movie, you know, all we knew was, like, oh, it's, like, you know, going to be set in this high-rise on this apartment building, and, you know, I, I just imagine, like, all the fun you can have with, like, all the carnage, you, you know, going through, like, all the different floors and all the different neighbors and, and stuff you can meet, uh-huh. and then it's, like, n- no, like, you know, we're actually going to be pretty much trapped in this one apartment for the most of the movie, uh, pretty much like all the other movies that you, you're mostly just usually trapped in like a, a cabin for the time. Uh, and, you know, even though we do have a few neighbors here, you're not really gonna, you know, actually see like most of the deaths or, or really get much time with them, which I don't know, to me is kind of a bummer. And I, I guess it's not fair to, you know, like judge a movie by, 
you know what they didn't do or whatever like you can't really judge it by what's on the screen but uh i don't know that was something that was like an expectation i had um you know going into it that i thought you know was something we would see and, and you know that would be something that would be very different you know that we've seen in previous ones uh so i, I don't know i was a little bummed that we kind of are just regulated to this apartment even though i do think they use it to to good effect but uh, I, I i guess i, I kind of wanted more i think they use it well because they, they sort of like stick to the the rules of like like there's one entryway sure. she can't get in you know at mm-hmm. one point the little girl almost lets her in and whatever and like creates some tension mm-hmm. i i think I, I i do like that it's a limited amount of neighbors though because the whole vibe of it's going to tear torn down in like a few weeks and we're all meant to leave soon so the only people who are left are the people who have not been able to find a new place to live yet it gives it a mm-hmm. bit of atmosphere there's a bit of a sort of vibe to that where it's like Sure. You know, same like Assault in Precinct 13, where the station's being decommissioned, so it's just a couple mm-hmm. of cops that are there with a receptionist, mm-hmm. and there's no one else there to help. It gives it a little bit of that vibe, and I kind of I like that. It gives it this sort of, like, you're kind of cut off from the rest of the world, even though you're technically in the middle of a city and should be surrounded by, you know, millions of people who can help. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, They can't. Uh, so, I, I kind of And obviously, that. yeah. And then obviously, you know, the whole thing with like, oh, you know, phones are down, there's no reception or yeah, yeah. And stuff and whatnot, but. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, the, the, the dead eights cut the power, you know, that's just, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's what they do. Um, yeah, so, and then the movie slows down a little bit and the, 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 the teenage uh, boy, um, Danny, lets like, oh, there's a little bit of an explanation of how they get the, the speaker system working without electricity. Mm. She just knows how to rig it up with some batteries, but whatever. But she listens to the rest of the, the vinyl. She, uh, like, figures, you know, hears that dismemberment was the only way that they eventually ended this, like, horrible nightmare that's been described mm. on the recording. She's looking at the book, blah, blah, blah. Um, mm. And kind of... And, but as she's doing this and she's got the headphones on, this is when the dead oh, <laughs> stuff is spreading through the others. And uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Bridget, the older sister is, like, starting to turn because, you know, it's, it's all subtle, subtle thing. And I don't know if it's suggesting that literally it spreads with blood, but there's a moment where when her mum's attacking her, she sort of, like, stabs herself with a tattoo gun a little bit first and then, uh, like, stabs her. Almost okay. as if to say, even though that would make much sense because there's no way Beth doesn't swallow a lot of, like, uh, the dead eight blood <laughs> uh, at the mm. end. Mm. Not a chance. Not a chance. <laughs> but yeah probably the the most cringy scene might be her eating the glass Oof, yeah uh uh her being bridget in the kitchen and mm-hmm. then fights uh her brother and he's basically fighting for his life and there mm-hmm. is kind of this thing where like because he fesses up and because they're both of them are trying to protect their little sister so when she turns and he's then trying to protect his little sister there's always this thing where you feel kind of bad for them because they're they're kind of mm-hmm. They're not unlikable characters. They're trying to do the right thing, regardless of any of their dumb teenager, you know, character traits. Like, they're always yeah. trying to protect the little one, or they're always whatever. Uh, like, they're they're solid enough and dependable enough that you, you do feel bad that they're having to go through this. But I do appreciate that this movie does not pull its punches and does, like, you know, effectively kill the... At least the teenage characters. Not the little girl, maybe, but yeah. the, the teenagers get it. That's... And I was pretty surprised because, uh, yeah, like I, uh, you know, early on, like Bridget to me kind of felt like, 
the character they were exploring the most. So I thought like she would be kind of the main character or someone that survives. Uh, so the fact that she's like, you know, other than the mom is kind of like the first one to go deadite uh, <clears throat> was a little surprising to me. Um, and like you said, I, I'm glad that, yeah, they don't like didn't really shy away or pull their punches or anything like that. Uh, yeah, the, the glass scene was <laughs> very gnarly. Uh, and then I, I think like, yeah, once they start fighting, um, is that when they have the, the cheese grater? Yeah, scene? I think so. This is when she gets the cheese grater to the <laughs> Which, leg. I gotta, I gotta say, I was kind of disappointed by it because like they, they really like hyped that up in the trailer and then like, maybe it's just one of those online oh, no, things. Actually, but... I think that was earlier because I, I, I'm pretty sure it's... Was it with the mum? Because she, she, I think she bandages it and she's got a bandage on for like the last okay. half of the movie. So it must've been earlier. Yeah. And yeah. Cause uh, like that was like a big thing in the trailer. And I remember so many people going like, oh man, like what are they going to do with that cheese grater? And then like, yeah, it was like one of those things where... Like I, I saw, you know, like, uh, like companies were making like, you know, shirts with the cheese grater and there's like a cheese grater emoji. And then like, when you actually see it in the movie, it lasts for like two seconds. <laughs> like it, it's such like a, like nothing scene to me. I was a little disappointed in that, that didn't go further with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think I like saw the extra hype for the cheese grater. So I never really felt shortchanged by it. Yeah, I mean, like I, I mean, maybe I'm I'm just online too much, <laughs> but yeah, like I definitely saw, you know, people sharing emojis and then I I know like, uh, I think it was like Fright Rags, which you know does horror T-shirts. I you know I know they had one with like a cheese grater on it, so it seemed like it was gonna be a thing, um, mm. but yeah, <laughs> it was a little undersold. Yeah, so yeah, fighting ensues, and now Beth's basically mm. just alone trying to protect the the little girl, you know, little Cassie. Mm-hmm and they get out into the hall and the other neighbors start waking up his deadites and like grabbing her leg and she's you know she's trying to get the shotgun and fight back and you know things are getting brutal you know uh at this point mm. like she actually does manage to basically take off like an arm and a leg of her sister you know uh, like and wait do we i think we we, we skipped over because when she's listening to the 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 vinyl on the headphones and then doesn't the mom sneak in through the vents yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Because there's a whole bit where she's sneaking up behind her and she can't hear her because mm. of the headphones. Uh, and it's like because she sees the reflection in the glass at the last second that she's able mm. to kind of turn around and protect herself. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because she's trying to figure out a way in from the outside, and that's how she gets in as she goes through the vents. And so I think they mentioned earlier that there's a cat uh, in the vents, yeah. which uh, presumably I, I guess the cat survives. <laughs> Well, I was actually really pleasantly surprised we didn't have to watch the cat or see the dead, a dead cat at any point because yeah. I was worried we were going to, and they never did. So, uh, which I mean, a dead cat could have been cool if they were going to go that way, but <laughs> yeah. Other than some blood, how would you even tell the difference? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, but so that's how the fighting properly kicks off again uh, with with, uh, with with Beth and Ellie. But yeah, so Ellie actually ends up losing like an arm and like uh like a leg, I think, at this point. And that's where we start to like form like her final boss, which is that the kids <laughs> and some of the neighbors start to like merge with her. And it reminds me a lot of a monster in the first Evil Within that's very similar looking to like what is made here. But it's you know, it's like she's at the center of it, but there's a lot of extra arms and legs just kind of sticking out. And uh, but they sh- they shoot this really well, because you know, uh, Beth gets down to the the parking uh, garage with uh, young Cassie, and they're hiding. 
and there's like a segment where this thing comes down the elevator and they're like hiding around a car and you mm. just see a couple of the legs like walking slowly yeah and you see little bits of it you know it's a lot it's a little bit of time before they do the full reveal and what i really liked about this is that much like the uh the demonic like thing that shows up at the end of evil dead 2013 it felt like mm. no this is like an extra cool boss fight at the end after yeah. everything else where she's going to have to try and survive against this thing and you know uh if, if anything like as much as like mm-hmm. i appreciate that it's evil dead so it's fitting to have a chainsaw at the same time i almost felt like maybe we've done this too many times now <laughs> with the chainsaw maybe it would have actually mm-hmm. been more spec because yeah you, you've already got the wood chipper i think you know yeah. sh- shoving her into the wood chipper and then having it rain the blood because the blood's coming out of the wood chipper mm-hmm is actually you know that's already a, an inventive way of doing the the blood drain again because you know last time it was literally just was raining blood here yeah. <laughs> it's coming from the wood chipper and that's fine uh but uh not that i'm mad that the chainsaw was there but it just it kind of felt like like mm-hmm. oh, okay i guess we have to show shoehorn in a chainsaw when it didn't really <laughs> feel like she did that much with it you know comparatively yeah. um you know because mia in 2013 had that great moment at the end where she just sticks it into her face mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and obviously since they're like in a cabin, it's more believable that yeah, a chainsaw would be there. Yeah, I mean they, they did enough to justify. It. They had a character yeah. who clearly does the work that would require a chainsaw. That's why it's in his truck. That's true. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, you know, and she's got the shotgun, so she's got the key weapons of Ash. She's got the key evil dead yeah. weapons, mm-hmm. which seems to be a consistent thing that they're going for every time. <laughs> uh, but the sequence is a lot of fun. It, it, it's the sort of thing where. Like, I was really into the setup of the movie. I loved mm. the setting, and I loved the sort of the build-up of the first, you know, Deadite stuff. And then it slowed down a little bit, and I was, you know, that wasn't maybe as keeping the pacing for me as much as Evil Dead 2013 did. But then mm-hmm. it ramped up again. And then just when I thought maybe, you know, this is good, but I don't know if, like, I, like, really, really love it yet. And then the, the, mm. this monster at the end was like, okay, you're tipping me back over. And, like, there's... A, there's like i think evil 2013 is better as a whole than this movie and i like mm-hmm. the the violent stuff in it more uh and how the violent stuff shot it's just it's just it's got an extra bit of edge to it or something and it just feels better but here there's like a lot of great things there's a lot of great individual mm-hmm. things and elements that sort of make up a really fun movie which is the setting the 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 likable family characters the obviously the, the the violent moments are still pretty fun even if they're not as good as 2013 and i do really love this final boss of this all these arms and legs and like her being this final monstrous thing that's just mm-hmm. like un unhuman in so many ways um it's literally the entire family coming after her all fused together and it's it's nice that like um is is a nice callback to like earlier like i think one of the early things she says when she first becomes a deadite is like something along the lines of like oh i wish like i could just like stitch like stitch you all up and put you inside me like mm. or, or like stitch us together so we could be a family like uh together forever like yeah something like very weird and creepy and off-putting uh like that um so then it's nice that like yeah that end up uh actually <laughs> being a, a thing that she does yeah again it's a bit of foreshadowing much like the uh the drone line at the start there's, there's a few things like that that pay off later uh so it's a relatively strong structure of a script and mm-hmm. things pay off uh it makes you like the characters enough so that things matter i don't think i ever quite liked anyone as much as i like mia 
Uh, I mean, not, not that mm-hmm. I love Mia right from the get-go in Evil Dead 2013. She's kind of, you know, by design. She starts off as this drug, a- drug addict who's, like, struggling to, like, get through anything. But she becomes, like, a great character by the end. She becomes this this badass. Sure. Yeah. Um, um, whereas here, Beth is kind of, like... She, she, she is pretty cool. Like she, she, but she's all, almost, mm-hmm. like, already kind of cool. She's, she's already got, you know, this kind of, like, punk rock kind of, like, vibe and attitude. And then mm. the whole point of the movie is that she's accepting responsibility and becoming more of a mother figure, right? But mm. it's almost less of a, like a, it's not a zero to hero kind of thing in the same mm. way that I think Mia is, where it's like, she's the vulnerable one who's struggling to do anything, but she finds strength and be able to like sort of like weather the storm of everything that happens to her. Um, mm. So they're both doing their own thing, which I think ultimately is why this franchise is still working as well as it is, is that this is different to 2013 and 2013 is different to the, the Ash movies. So for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like the, I mean, I, Ash is like, so, you know, pivotal uh, to those early movies, but I, I mean, obviously yeah, you know, Bruce Campbell can't you know uh, do that role forever. And it's one of those things where it's kind of cursed because, yeah, it's like who would you get to if you're gonna you know like keep uh, that character around, but like you know get a different actor. It's like, yeah, pe- people would just riot. <laughs> like yeah, you, you can't do that. So, yeah, how how do you keep it going forward? And then I think, yeah, the what these movies have proven is that, um, yeah, as much as you know we love the character of, of Ash, you don't need him, you know, for an Evil Dead uh, movie. And no, yeah, uh-huh. you know they've, uh, you know these both did did a good job of that. Uh, I think like uh, showcasing that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and there's some fun stuff at the end where, again, it felt like a stealth video game moment where they try to just escape, but then they've got like a you know a metal shutter that they can open with a key oh, yeah, yeah. just to get in and out of the, the car park, um, yeah. and it, it sticks a little bit and it starts going up and they try to make their way over there and the monster gets to them before they can get out. Mm-hmm. Like all that stuff is super fun. It's just a really fun. Uh, like an inventive sequence of like dealing with the monster which felt right out of something like evil within or maybe even like a silent hill type monster as well totally you know there's definitely those vibes there which is funny because obviously all these things were inspired by movies like the evil dead movies it's Mm -hmm. interesting that now we've kind of went flip we've flipped around on it where now the video games are inspiring the new movies (laughs) uh but that's just something that happens sometime uh Art influences art, which influences art, I guess, is mm-hmm. how you describe that. Uh, so, yeah, the movie ends, it's dawn outside, and Beth's covered in blood, and she's got a little Cassie who survived. She's, she, you know, it's got that Ripley and Newt kind of thing, right? She's sort of mm-hmm. taking her, her niece in. Um, although, I think, uh, if you're really cynical, you could sort of say that maybe inside she's thinking, oh, I'm, gl- I'm glad the other two died, though, because, like, I'm going to have two kids to take <laughs> care of. I was not ready for four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that said they were both pretty late teenagers at this point they, they, they'd have probably been more help than a hindrance sure <laughs> except except maybe financially obviously mm-hmm. feeding them's going to be a, a big deal but yeah. yeah they can babysit they can look after the little sister uh, I'm sure they'll let, adjust to a life on the road yeah it's, oh, I, I doubt she's going to keep doing the same job <laughs> she's going to settle down you know well, we'll see we'll see um you know what's kind of cool too is like uh yeah i mean i know it's been a while for the 2013 evil dead but like Mm -hmm. 
uh, and I, I think like Bruce Campbell actually just maybe in the last day or two like teased that you know they'd like to do more Evil Dead movies like you know like maybe like just kind of do like you know one off stories like this like every couple of years. Um, but what's kind of cool though is like if you wanted to you can keep doing like one off stories, but then also like you know if there's ones that really hit like you know you could do like Evil Dead Rise two or like you know oh, yeah. uh you know even if you want to go back to 2013 and do a sequel to that even though you know it's uh you know quite some time now but like you know who knows like yeah you know, it could always uh you know like, yeah, have, like mean, sequels I... within sequels which could be interesting i mean that's the thing everyone called evil dead 2013 a remake when it was coming out because it was called evil dead but honestly mm. like there was actually plans at one point to maybe do a me and ash like movie yeah. so obviously it's more mm. of a sequel and this movie just kind of confirms, yeah, these all take place in the same universe. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, they're just separate stories set in the same world. And if they ever do want to do any kind of, like, crossover amongst them, then cool. Like, and it's yeah. like, and obviously, like, as much as it's been 10 years since Evil Dead 2013, it's not like, you know, uh, Jane Levi has went from being 20 to 30. She's still, like, she's yeah. still <laughs> young. Like, it's not like she's too old to play the part. It. Yeah, like, I, I I don't think we would ever see, like, a sequel to that, but it is one of those ones where, like, you know, when you're checking horror sites, every now and again you'll see, like, some rumor come up where, like, mm. oh, like, you know, they were asked at a press conference and they said, like, hey, never, well, you know, doubt it. Or, she's not know. completely divorced from the property. I don't know if you saw the photos of, like, her meeting up with the actresses in this and then also oh, no. uh, an actress from the first Evil Dead uh, and an actress from the second... I think it's the Linda from the second Evil Dead and then maybe Cheryl from the first one, or maybe... I think it was that, but it was, like, those two, the two adults from this one and uh, Jane Levi were hanging out and there were some photos of them uh, next to, like, an Evil Dead Rise poster or whatever. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was, a, it was a sweet uh, thing to see, so... Uh, there was, like, a, it was, it was like, they were doing, like, it was, like, a Ladies of Evil Dead kind of <laughs> thing, but... Nice. Yeah, it's cool. It's kind of interesting in a movie franchise that was once known for Ash, who is this cheesy, ultra, like, goofball <laughs> male hero, that these two newer films have kind of, like, given way to a more, like... No, this is, like, the badass female franchise now. This is yeah. this is your Ellen Ripley franchise now, effectively, with, with these badasses. And that's kind of interesting and- that they pivoted like that. And this is how you know, like, horror is one of the better fandoms because I've never heard anyone talking about, like, oh, Evil Dead's oh, going yeah. woke. <laughs> 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 that, that's true. That's true. Although, I mean, maybe, maybe the main character in the next one will be gay or something and then we'll all raise a storm and we'll be disappointed in people. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. No, no, you, you, you're, you're right. Um, I, I mean, I'm not saying it's a perfect fandom, but I feel like, you know, when you compare it to like video games and comic books oh. uh, you know it's not as bad just in the last couple of days uh horizon uh forbidden west got dlc that had a little bit of a gay thing in it and <sighs> it's getting review bombed and metacritic uh for oh dear lord or i don't know ruining <laughs> the planet or something i don't know uh, <laughs> trying it's to like... push their uh, horizon agenda on us. <laughs> Yeah, bunch of oh God. G- gamers with a capital G. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah. So like, yeah. There's obviously there's a little scene at the end where it's the the woman who was infected from the start uh, is getting into her car. Like she's literally doesn't guess... she doesn't notice the carnage until she's done with her yeah. phone call, and then she looks around and notices that there's blood everywhere in this car park. Which exactly. I think she said something like like 
like supposedly she was in the apartment the whole, the whole or a apartment. Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to assume she was on a, a different floor. Yeah. <laughs> At the very least, she, she was maybe on the because I think we're on like the sixth floor or something with that. So yeah, yeah. She, maybe she was on the second floor, whatever. Mm. But um, although one little weird nitpick to this is she's going to pick up her cousin, you know, the bookworm character mm-hmm. at the start she's going to pick her up right but she mm-hmm. she gets the the you know the end of the evil dead moment where the camera comes up to her like ash right mm-hmm. um she goes and picks up her cousin when she's already infected a with deadly. the dead date. like that's <laughs> so she's not... driving a car yeah <laughs> that's kind of weird <laughs> and, and i thought the same thing i was like yeah, yeah. i mean i just i just you just can't think about it too hard <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah i mean it's not a big deal but it's just something that occurred to me um <laughs> but no yeah, no, I think, honestly, the movie's, like, the fact that the fifth movie, after the miraculous fourth movie, ended up being my favourite, the fact that mm-hmm. this is as good as it is, with fun moments, a fun third act that I really loved, um, nice, strong characters, a likeable family unit, you know, the kids weren't annoying, like, all of these things are, like, just make up a good movie to me, and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. I, I love the setting and the, the, the tone, it's the rainy night, there's not many people left in the building, like all that stuff it was it felt like a movie from a different era uh in all the right ways um so the the only thing that really comes down to uh i I guess between this and 2013 is i think fede alvarez is a better director and handles the especially the moments with the gore and the violence better and i do like the finale in that even more than this one but i do like this one a lot and i like this very different to the last one even though there's still the rain of blood and there's still some similarities that you can you know, compared between them, but mm-hmm. uh, I had a great time. So uh, it's a shame that you're not as enthusiastic, Tim. No, I mean, uh, you know, it, I, again, it's, uh, you know, I don't think it's bad at all. I, I, I think it is a good time. Uh, at the movies, I just, um, yeah, I just wasn't as high. Like, you know, uh, there was a lot of stuff that worked for me, but I don't know. I, I think at the end of the day, my big thing is just like, more like i just wanted more show me more um you know explore some stuff more uh you know um but yeah i mean it's not bad like a a lot of it you know works uh yeah it it just wasn't like the oh my god the like i'm blown away um but a little uh thing i just thought of is that at the start of the movie when uh beth is like doing her pregnancy test and she's in the bathroom at this like rock concert and there's like, like another roadie or whatever's like buying on the door saying hey we're looking for this guitar blah 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 um it kind of sets up this idea that she's already kind of a mother to her crew because they're kind of incompetent and um... she's like it's exactly where i said it was two hours ago and he's like oh okay uh all right <laughs> i'll get on it boss like it already sets up that she's already mm. kind of being a mother to these other adults who are basically her kids um sure. which also kind of makes some sense because she's like doing this in her what mid to late 30s and like probably, you know yeah. th- th- this other guy and probably a lot of the other people doing this job are all you know like 22 or whatever so yeah, yeah. i don't know is it maybe says something that she's already more like qualified for this than she thinks she is even though obviously it's a big thing to her you know yeah so um yeah. So one big scene though we didn't even really mention was like the elevator like when they're going down and it's filling with blood oh yeah yeah I, that's the that's that's the problem with doing these these theater releases and the way i record for a few days is that my mm. mind seems to skip over things yeah uh, when they're also, on the way it's down a movie with like a lot of set pieces too so sometimes it's easy to forget like <laughs> yeah so much 
going on. Yeah, it, it, it's also because it's all set in one location. They do kind of blur together uh, without, like, you know, like I can't really take notes in the movie theater. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah when they're on their way out of the car park, the like the the elevator starts filling with blood from the. So they're basically swimming and trying to hold their breath, and uh, we yeah. get kind of the shining moment when it gets to the bottom and it opens and all the blood comes pouring out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fun though, because I, I think I read something like how many gallons of fake blood they used oh. <laughs> on the movie. And the more blood, the better. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And especially yeah, like when you're getting to the towards the end, and then you just want the characters <laughs> as drenched uh, as much as possible. Oh yeah, Beth is just drenched head to toe in blood. Like she's, mm. she's uh, she's got... that 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 yeah. That's the other interesting thing is that the, the, the it's interesting that they chose you know these characters that they did. They, they chose you know mm. a mom and her sister who's also of like you know that age, you know, this sort of late, mm. mid-30s age, because it's very different. Again, like, it's funny, because I, th- I think they're they're both older than Jane Levi, and that's because they've went with a different focus. They, they didn't go for this mm. college-age set of characters. They went for a family with more mature parents, which, again, makes mm. it feel a little bit different when everything starts kicking off, right? Mm. Uh, there's more of a protection side to things when stuff starts kicking off, because the adult in the room, who is more mature has to look after the kids and you know so like these things all make it feel different it's not just doing like it's using the dead eight you know rule book but it's it's doing these different things with different characters in a different location so mm. basically what i'm saying is is give us evil dead six in a space station <laughs> that's all I'm I, I mean i would be into it i, uh, I would not would be. Uh, <laughs> i would not be uh upset about that yeah um yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'm psyched for, you know, uh, again, like, you know, I think it's a very solid uh, franchise, like, um, even though I was a little more down on this one, again, I still don't think it's bad, which means, yeah, we, we have a, you know, series here with, uh, you know, five movies now that, you know, each one has been, you know, pretty uh, good, like the batting average, especially when you compare it to, you know, other franchises is pretty oh, yeah. damn high, if not the highest, maybe. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's compare for a moment to other number fives. Halloween 5, shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street 5, shit. Uh, no, no, I disagree with that. <laughs> Friday the 13th 5, pretty weak. Not, not as, like, although Friday the 13th is one where it bounces back and I actually really like 7 and 8, so, you know, six, oh, 6 and 7 and 8, actually. Oh, yeah, I mean, after uh, it, but yeah, yeah. 5, I'm not crazy. 5 is about weak. Um, Chucky... Uh, again, <laughs> Chucky actually gets good again, but yeah, see that Chucky's kind yeah. of the the weakest one, I yeah. would say. Uh, Saw five. <laughs> I mean, that's just <laughs> you're just going down shit creek at that point. There's <laughs> <laughs> not a lot to. Uh, Final Destination five, I actually kind of like uh, more than some of the other ones. Mm. It's not a good movie per se, but you know, yeah. for for entertainment's sake, it's, there's, there's some stuff there. Uh, mm. Hellraiser five, absolute trash. <laughs> horrible yeah <laughs> yeah we've not done children of the corn yet but i've got a feeling that children of the corn 5 is not going to be very good tim uh yeah i can uh <laughs> i can pretty much guarantee that just a sneaking suspicion that it's not going to be all that hot but uh yeah with all that said i think uh we can uh rate the movie uh you know we can already summed up our thoughts for the most part mm-hmm. but uh what, what were you rating evil dead rise out of 10 tim uh yeah i mean i i I had a fun time uh i i but i did have some gripes and uh i mean i am i I look forward to watching it again uh 
So who knows, maybe now going in, knowing what I know and maybe, you know, not having as much hype and stuff, like maybe I'll like a little bit on a second viewing. Um, but I don't know, the, again, the big thing is I just wanted really to maybe explore more stuff or, or go more intense with the violence or, you know, try to be like a little scarier, creepier. Like for me, it just feels like it's trying to you know, mix like a lot of different evil dead things together, but not really fully achieving like kind of the standard I have for some of the other movies, which again is probably setting too high a bar, but, uh, but again, it, you know, it's, it's my favorite franchise. Uh, so uh, as negative as it sounds, uh, I, I still think it's a perfectly enjoyable movie. I, I had a good time. I'll, you know, I'll watch it again. It is, uh, by no means bad, but, um, yeah, I unfortunately can't go too high, uh, which is a shame. So I, I'm going to go with a solid seven, uh, yeah, good, but uh, could have been better, in my opinion. Okay, Mr. Negativity over here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a straight 8 out of 10 for me. Um, I, I think I love the setting, I like the characters, I like the set pieces. Um, I really like the third act, sort of, like, final monster, as it were. I loved it, it just kind of... Like, it was almost that thing when they started joining together. I wasn't sure if I liked it. I thought I'd be going a bit too far with something weird here. But then it kept going to the point where I'm like, I came back round on it and went, no, I kind of I kind of love how absurd this is now. Uh, like, it, it, it's sort of that thing where there's a little bit in the middle where I wasn't really sure, but then it just kept going. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, okay, you got me. I'm into it. Mm. So, yeah, 8 out of 10 for me. Um... And like I said, uh, I probably put this above Army of Darkness, and I don't know. Uh, I I don't know where I feel after that. It probably sits there. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I'm probably Evil Dead twenty thirteen, original Evil Dead, Evil Dead to Rise, and then Army of Darkness is probably my uh, my current thinking, but. Yeah, I mean, I mean, with me, it would probably be uh, Evil Dead Two, the original Evil Dead, Army of Darkness, twenty thirteen, and then, uh, yeah, this one. But, uh, I mean, those those first four entries, though, like, they're all like either tens or shades of tens. Like the, like you know, the the distance between like each one, like my love for it is, you know, it's very small. It's not like, well, I love Evil Dead Two, and then you know. There's a big jump down to Evil Dead. It's like no, like I love Evil Dead too. I love Evil Dead. I love Army of Darkness, and I, I love Evil Dead 2013. Like they're all practically equal in my book, and uh, kind of like we we're saying like before this, it's one of those franchises where, uh, like a lot of times, you know, if you're talking to someone, uh, you know, there's a good chance that like they could have anyone as their favorite, and like you wouldn't really be like shocked. Like you wouldn't be like, come on, man, really? Like you, you're gonna mm -hmm. go with that one? Um. You know, like, like if you're talking to someone like uh about Nightmare on Elm Street and they're like, oh yeah, Freddy's dead. I I think it's the best one. You'd be like, like what's wrong with you? Like are you, have you watched the other ones? Uh, but no, it's like yeah, this one it's um they're all. I, I mean, I, I just love this franchise and uh, I I do love how different it is. That yeah, I don't. If someone says, you know, even if someone says that this one is their favorite, I wouldn't call them crazy. I'd be like, all right, well, I mean, yeah, it didn't work for me as much, but I can definitely see, you know, where the strengths and the high points are. That yeah, it would appeal to someone yeah yeah i like to i have nothing more yeah <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we come to the end of our journey through evil dead rise uh, i think it's a good time i think it's worth seeing the movies so if you have sat through all the spoilers for some reason and haven't seen it 
uh go check it out as is is a fun time at the movies uh and is one of the few movies i've seen this year that weren't like two and a half hours long so credit for i that appreciate too. that yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it ended up being about two and a half hours when with the trailers but <laughs> at least the, the movie yeah. itself wasn't that long oh trying to say that there needs to be a law where we just limit how many trailers we have for a movie <sighs> Aye, sorry, I was just I was dealing with a cat pulling out cables. Uh, anyway, like, that is that is the been... only time that it works is like if you're running like really late, if you're like twenty minutes late to the movie, but then like you're like, well, there's gonna be forty minutes of trailer, so I think I'll be okay. Okay, well, let's uh, wrap this up. <laughs> no. I don't care. About, I don't care about your complaint, Tom. It's fine. Uh, we can we can wrap Let's this speak up. To your manager. This has been screams after midnight. Shut up. This has been screams after midnight. You can, of course, support all the content over at Patreon.com/slash/MailPlusTV and get some bonuses for your trouble. Obviously, the streams bonuses are on pause while Tim's on paternity leave. But when he is back uh, at full capacity, there'll be a bonus episode every month. There'll be even more streams every month at the three and five dollar tiers respectively, and you can get bonuses for the other movie shows. There's Collector's Cut and the Atomic Cinema mm. Experiment. So go and have a look and see if you're interested in supporting the content and keeping it all coming. Guys on Twitter at Screams After Midnight, you can like, subscribe, ding the bell for notifications. All those things are free. You can help us out that way if you want. Uh, but that is the show. So thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. And we don't know when we'll be recording our next episode but we have tons of episodes mm-hmm. that we've already recorded that will be going out over the next few months uh so look forward to those uh, the first exorcist has already went out all the sequels and prequels are coming uh so we're caught up for the new one coming out in october so look forward to that <laughs> everyone mm-hmm. uh because the exorcist 2 was a slog so you better enjoy the review <laughs> so yeah. thank you very much for joining us everyone We'll see you next time. Keep watching scary movies. Goodbye.